Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to get real comfy and discover how we can tap into our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, I cannot thank you enough for supporting the podcast and coming back every week to listen in on the magic. It has been so incredible connecting with my listeners recently, whether that's on social media or having them actually become clients. It is just such a gift and I just cannot thank you enough. If you would like to make sure you always stay up to date with the podcast episodes that come out, make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen, as well as following me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore. You are finding ways to work with me or you are trying to figure out what the best way is to work with me, simply either head to my website at themodernmedium.co where I have private readings, I have one-on-one mentorships, and I just came out with some new services, Soul Path Sessions and Soulful Chatterbox. Soul Path Sessions are a bundle of four sessions which differ from 60 minute to 90 minute. And these are for the clients and for the beautiful souls who are simply seeking guidance, and support on their path, whether that is through grieving or healing or stepping into their own power or navigating the undulating waves of life, I am here to support you. I've realized that either not everyone needs or is looking for the education and development either quite yet or just at all on their spiritual journey with my mentorships or they need a little bit more than just a one-off reading. So I wanted to bring Soul Path sessions for that very reason, for the client that wants to work with me more consistently and is seeking simply just deep guidance and healing and just having me as a support system for a little bit more long-term. And I also have a little package called Soulful Chatter Vox and... It is because I use the app Voxer, which is a voice note app. It's also a messaging app. And this is where you can tack this service on either after a one-off reading or with your soul path sessions or after you've done a mentorship programs with me. And this is where I can simply give you support throughout the week between a few hours of the day so this is a little bit more flexible and this is also very good for those who have either already worked with me and a lot has come up after a session and they need to process they need to ask questions they just need a little bit extra guidance or this is someone who isn't looking for a one-on-one reading and they want to explore my guidance through Soulful Chatterbox. I want to let you know that I will give you beautiful, beautiful guidance on Soulful Chatterbox as well. Regardless, I am tapping into your energy because with this exchange, I have your permission. So it's not so much just passionate stream of consciousness and what comes up for me. I will also be tapping in and making sure I give you really intuitive, beautiful guidance. So if you want to explore my new services, either head to the show notes to find the links to book, to purchase, or book a discovery call with me, and we can discuss what service will fit your needs and fit your journey. So I love you guys so much. You guys are amazing. And of course, if you would like to get a free 30-minute reading, head to write a review and write a, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, write a review and then write a review. I'm like, okay, what? So if you leave a written review on my podcast, you will win a free 30 meet. Can I talk? This is great. Well, I was also in the sun for a little bit, so maybe that's it. It's fine. We're fine. Anyways, you guys get the gist. 
leave a written review, screenshot it, DM it to me, or email it to me at hello at themodernmedium.co. And I am so, so excited to meet you and connect with you and connect with your beautiful energy. Now, let's get into our absolutely stunning guest. I am so excited for you to meet her, to connect with her energy. I simply asked her to be on my podcast and then now that we are sisters and we are friends is so exciting. I am so, it's such a gift to have her in my circle now and she is a medium. I just came across last year and I really, really connected with her energy. It's so flowy and free and feminine and she just has such beautiful practical wisdom that is I share, I save, I use, I learn from her so, so much and also she is a style icon and also she has literally the best bangs, like the best hair ever. Like she's a legit like bang influencer. That sounds so silly, but I don't even know how else to say it. So let's just get (laughs) right to it. Her name is Cole. Cole. Oh my God. Wow. This son, like, sorry, I am on my bed. I'm working on my bed with my dog and I screamed Cole and she was just so frustrated at me. I'm sorry, Kaya. Okay, so her name is Nicole Marilyn, and she is a certified intuitive energy healer, psychic medium, meditation teacher, and spiritual mentor who empowers women to heal from past trauma, reclaim their personal power, and elevate spirituality. After her five-year battle with an abusive relationship, grief, depression, skin and gut health issues, Nicole turned to meditation and intuitive healing as a final call for help. Energetic healing changed her life and in ways she couldn't even imagine. And it gave Nicole her world back, her life back. And now it's her life's work to help others see the light within. Nicole works with clients one-on-one in healings and readings, has guided many groups of women through her six-week intuition course, Awaken, and her new 10-week course, Ascend, hosts online workshops and in-person workshops and events, has a spiritual mentorship program, and is launching her own app. Woo-hoo-hoo! So there are so many ways to work with Nicole and connect with her. And last but not least, authenticity, safety, and trust are the through lines of her work. And she is so proud to have helped hundreds of men and women regain clarity and hope, reconnect to their intuition, and begin living as their highest selves. Ah, goodness gracious, reading her bio is just so beautiful. This episode is really, really incredible. I have to say I... Of course, I want to chat with and always bring on fellow practitioners because that is, you know, that's the audience and that's the layout of my podcast, right? I also get worried sometimes. My weird little anxious brain gets weird about, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to be having all these mediums on. It's just all going to be the same conversation. And then I always find that being so contradicted, not only in my everyday life, how every single day is so different, how every single client and how every single session is so, so different, but also doy, spirit and God is ever evolving and becoming. So why wouldn't conversations with another fellow medium be in another expansive conversation that I had no idea would take this turn? So Nicole and I talk about these hard truths that we come across on your spiritual awakening. And we also get into how to deal with shifting relationships with friendships. We really dive into also leaning on our intuitive peeps, our intuitive community for support because she says very clearly, and we totally go in on this, is we are human just because we are intuitive and, you know, we're practitioners, we all are intuitive and we all have the ability. And sometimes we just need help. We need help reading the label. We need help, you know, just untangling the weeds and the knots. 
because we're just so in the thick of it. So we we kind of lift the veil off this. And I know this is more of a me thing that has always needed to talk this through because as a practitioner for a long time, I thought I had to do it on my own in terms of I need to know all the answers. I need to figure it out. But we are pack animals. We were made to survive with our people. So we get into that. We also get into probably my favorite part of the conversation, which is really about body positivity as a medium and as an intuitive person. And not only tapping into the body and really utilizing it as a pendulum and, you know, seeking out ways to heighten your intuition with your body, but also connecting to your body with loving words and loving touch and and loving gazes and moving your body and moving that stagnant energy, but really claiming peace and power in your body so you could be the clearest, most potent vessel. It is just such a beautiful conversation. And of course, we get into also practical and everyday tips for just clearing energy, for grounding energy, just for everyday, honestly, things that we should all be doing when it comes to cutting cords, clearing energy, grounding energy from computers to rooms to objects to alcohol. It is so, so cool. And we also get into de-shaming the the concept of drinking as a practitioner and you know it being okay you know enjoying a glass of wine but then using your gifts and using these beautiful practical tools to enjoy and really set clear beautiful intentions so anyways I hope you enjoy this episode it is a really beautiful episode and I think you guys also saw too, if you follow me on Instagram, I recently just met Nicole for the first freaking time a couple weeks ago at her amazing spring equinox and new moon circle in Los Angeles. And let me tell you, that was, I mean, it was just a big weekend in general, but being around her magic and having the gift of receiving her magic as a, you know, someone who is very much in the seat of, you know, giving, which obviously I'm here and we are here for it and we're obsessed, but wow, it was just beautiful sitting in her magic and just witnessing, just witnessing her and meeting her finally. So anyways, ways to work with Nicole will all be in the show notes. Her Instagram is at Nicole Marilyn, and you'll pretty much find everything on there. And again, I'll make sure to put everything in the show notes from her links to her website to making sure that you know every single way to work with her. And of course, as I already mentioned, if you are seeking ways to work with myself, all of those links will be in the show notes as well as long, we know as long, as well as, geez, as well as on my link tree on my Instagram page, which is the modern medium underscore. I love you guys. I am so obsessed with you. This month has been super, super hectic and huge, huge shifts have taken place. I'll definitely need to do a solo episode. Very juicy. Um, but anyways, enough about me. Let's get into the episode. Oh my gosh, Nicole, it's so great to talk to you and connect with you and connect with another medium. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. I am so happy to be here and just, yeah, I cannot wait. It's so nice connecting with another intuitive. But <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love starting off the podcast with this question. Um, in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? Ooh, coming in strong. I love that. To embody my soul. I would say for me, Embodying my soul just means being who I really am, no matter what environment I'm in, who I'm around, what I'm feeling. I feel like it's just being your truth and living your truth, no matter, yeah, what's going on around you. And I think that can be 
hard for a lot of people, but that's the beauty of the work that we do is it's bringing people back to their souls. I love that response. And every single time I ask that question, I love it because every response is different yet. Mm -hmm. So the same. So thank you for sharing that. And so of course, like for those of you who don't know you and I'm just selfishly so excited to get to know you, I would love to learn like when you started understanding your abilities, like maybe the origin story and, you know, that process of how you came to be a medium and a practitioner. Yeah. So I think with a lot of people who have gifts, I mean, all of us have gifts innately. We are all gifted. We're all tapped in. And for me, I grew up just kind of a spiritual kid. I was really curious as a child. I was very interested in a lot of things. And I really grew up in an environment that nurtured that, which I feel so grateful for. Um, Both of my parents work in functional medicine. So there was always just a holistic view of life around me. And I think because I lived in that household, I was able to really get curious, like, what's astrology? You know, I wanted to learn about lucid dreaming. And my dad has always meditated. He um, doesn't work in martial arts. He's done martial arts my entire life. And so part of his martial arts training is working with chi, right? Working with energy. And so as a child, he would, you know, have, I tell this story a lot about standing on these magnets with my dad and him kind of teaching me how to like bring the roots of my body down into mother earth and connect with that energy. And so, you know, as a child, you're just like, wow, this visualization is so fun. It's so cool. Like we get to visualize tree roots. And I didn't realize the impact that it would have on me, you know, kind of as I got a bit older. And so I feel like I really had those foundational moments as a child. My father also sees spirit. So we would kind of talk about that a lot. Um, I would see spirits as a child. I didn't really understand you know, is this good? Is it bad? I didn't have any of those labels. So it was just kind of exploring. It was playful. And because my dad could also see, he was very just supportive around that too. Um, But with many of us, you know, I, I had those gifts as a child. I was so curious. And then as I got older, you start to kind of see, "Mm, maybe that's a little weird, or maybe people, other people don't do that too, or maybe everyone else doesn't want to talk about astrology like I do. So I'm just going to keep that to myself. And it kind of became this thing that, you know, I explored on my own, but I didn't really share too much about, which I feel like is a story for so many of us. And it didn't really come until a bit later on in my life where I I really started to accept I, I have these gifts, I have these abilities, and I am able to connect and tune in. And I think something too that, you know, if you are thinking, well, like, I I feel like I have gifts. I feel like I have a strong intuition. Something I always come back to is I have always been guided. And so many of us, all of us are always guided. I think everyone listening here can think about a time where they had a gut feeling about something or someone and it happened and it all came true. And so, you know, even if you don't if you're not working as a medium or practicing in this space, you still have these abilities. And so, you know, for me getting older, kind of moving on through my story, um, I was in a very abusive, toxic relationship for quite a while when I was younger and my partner passed away. And so kind of through that, I feel like that was the first drop of reawakening to my gifts and my abilities. You know, I was in college and being in college, I was just partying and having fun and doing the college thing. And then that happened my junior year. And it was kind of this wake up call to, whoa, okay, life, you know, what's going on here? How do I feel? How am I handling this? And it took me some time and I ended up finding my way to a meditation studio and the rest is kind of history. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, First of all, uh, sending love your way. I know I'm obviously I'm sure you've done all the things to uh, move through that grief, but I couldn't imagine moving through that. That is really, really hard. Um, Thank you. And so I'm holding space. And then also that literally sounds like a dream upbringing for a medium. I'm just like, I'm sorry. What? Amazing. And it was pretty awesome. Yes. And that is so beautiful to know that because, I mean, gosh, I mean, I'm sure you've obviously heard like so many stories of mediums grew up and like 
they just felt so isolated and, you know, boxed in and they truly couldn't be who they were. And that just also makes so much sense that you did grow up that way because you do have this like, you're just free and you're just like, yeah, like it's just like breathing for me. And that's, and I love that. And that's also obviously like what you're teaching your clients and like the people you work with and everything. And so one of the reasons I really, really connect with you is, so as you obviously know, going into the mediumship industry, like you're kind of getting your feet wet and you're trying to understand like who's who, who are the big names. And at least like that's what my mentor taught me. She's like, this is Tony Stockwell. That's mm-hmm. Suzanne Giesman. Like, tell me all the people, like, taking the right courses. And, like, you know, of course, since I'm young, I go into these courses and I'm no, obviously, no problem. I'm here yeah. for it. But I was like the youngest by like 40 years. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you guys, like, what is going on? And yeah. I just feel there are a lot of people I couldn't relate to uh, because I have this like young, fiery energy. Mm-hmm. And then when I came across your page, it was just so great to meet a medium that I could really relate to on like several levels where also you give such relatable, like actual advice for people, honestly, in our generation. And so I would love to get into some of those and like some of my favorite um, things that you've shared. So I know one of them is I feel like that was like, actually, we had a conversation in the DMs or something, but if you can dive into, you know, the five things you learned, you know, becoming a medium and what was it? No, the five hard truths, uh, Mm -hmm. becoming a medium and being a practitioner in the spiritual space and having a spiritual journey. Yes. So first of all, I want to backtrack and say, I think it's so cool to be able to connect with someone else who's young in this space too. And, you know, I think that for me, like my journey, I feel like I didn't go the traditional route of getting into mediumship. It just kind of happened. And so part of me feels like that was actually really great because I wasn't around, you know, all the, all the, elderly people who are in this space who have been paving the way and doing amazing things. I mean, the medium who I was first connected with is actually my best friend's aunt. So I've always had a medium kind of in my life. And um, yeah, it's just so funny how there is this persona of like, why can't mediums be young? Like, why can't, why, why not? We can, you know, we're paving the way. So (laughs) kudos to us. Um, Yes. And yeah, so coming back to uh, your question, um, five of those lessons. So I know I did, I think I posted this on TikTok and it was just a video of sharing some of these harsh truths. And um, because I feel like in spirituality, there's a lot of the love and the light and, you know, the healing journey is not love and light. And I think that's one of the biggest things I see in my sessions too is, you know, people come in and they're like, okay. And I'm like, we're, we're going to dig in here, you know, and it's okay. So some of the, some of the harsh truths that I, and they're not even that harsh, you know, they're just kind of the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So one of the first ones that I, I'm trying to remember them, but the first one was talking about friendships and I was talking about, you know, as you heal, And as you grow, your friendships and relationships are not always going to look the same. And that's okay. I think that's one of the biggest things with a healing journey, a spirituality, like any of these journeys that we go on. I feel like some of us cling so tightly to past versions of ourselves, past relationships. You know, we need to stay friends with all of these people we've been friends with our whole lives. But I find that some people are friends with only an old version of us. And maybe they don't get to be friends with the new version of us because they aren't serving this new version. And for anyone listening who's going through that, it's hard. I know I've been there. I remember on my spiritual journey when I first kind of started waking up and doing a lot of energy work, it was a huge wake up call where I started to see the people around me and what we were actually connecting on. We were gossiping. We weren't that nice. We were drinking a lot. We were partying. And I mean, hey, if that's where you're at, that's totally fine. But it started to feel like this out-of-body experience where I was like, whoa, this isn't who I am anymore. And that old saying of you are the collection of those five people that you spend the most time with, it really, I, I saw that for the first time. And so really having the courage to shed not only what you're shedding internally, 
by the people, the places, the environments, the experiences, the jobs, all the things around you that are keeping you kind of stuck in that old version. So that's one of the biggest ones. The first one I think that I mentioned. Want me to just kind of keep going through them? Oh, yes, please. Go off. Um, This one, um, I think there was something to around your environment, which kind of pulls us back to friendships. You know, there's this idea that we can do all the healing work we can. And, you know, I think that we all focus on what's going on with ourselves, which is amazing, which is where you start. But you really can't change or shed or kind of make these leaps in your life if you're not also taking into consideration your environment. And that was the biggest thing that changed everything for me. You know, I was living in LA for about five years. And while I was there, I just was so lost. I didn't know who I was. I was finding my way. You know, it was a really beautiful part of my journey. And I started to do readings. I started to do this work. I was, you know, in certifications and training and doing all the things, kind of like getting myself to a place where I was like, oh, I I can do this work. Like, oh, I have these gifts. You know, all the remembering happened in LA. But my physical body, I was really struggling with my health. I had gained a lot of weight. I was a dancer my whole life. I'm like, what is going on? I was working out so hard. I was like doing all the things, right? All the things on paper that should work. And I remember we just spontaneously moved. It was kind of in the middle of the pandemic. We're like, let's just move. Let's go. Let's go somewhere else. And we moved to Seattle. And without changing really anything, maybe pulling back on my workouts, kind of eating more freely, the environment helped me shed so much off of my physical body. It changed everything. My skin cleared up. I ended up losing like 20 pounds, just wild. And I felt so much better. And that all comes back to your environment. You know, you can do all the work you want, but if there's something in your environment that's blocking you, that's keeping you stagnant, the stress, even just being kind of in the city of LA during that time was like, I feel like my body was just absorbing so much. And so, you know, not kind of thinking that your environment, oh, yeah, it's fine. I can live anywhere. I can do anything anywhere. It really does impact you. And it's really important to take into consideration too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I so deeply resonate with both of those. I know number one, I – that is something I've been going through this last year of it's crazy how – in this year, I mean, I've been developing and like working on my mediumship gifts for four years, but like in this year of like, I am a medium and whatever, I have literally met my soul sisters Mm -hmm. and it's crazy. And then I have had to really hold even greater space for the friends that I've been friends with for a long time that aren't in the spiritual space and not saying like, you don't have to be spiritual whatsoever or be a practitioner, but it's like, I have a group of friends that are practitioners in like their own sense. And then a group of friends from high school and how different that is. And not that I have to like, Ooh, jump back and forth. Like I'm a different person, but it's just wow. Like the patience I've found in myself for like both you know, sets of friends. And I remember for a bit, I was like, oh, like, I like, like, these are my girls that like, get me like the girls that are practitioners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's no, like, that is not real life too. like, yeah. the yeah. girls that I grew up with, like, get me as well. And mm-hmm. so just embracing the love of the wholeness in the community, and then definitely with the environment, I oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you how much I resonate with that. And it's so fascinating how we like don't, I mean, that could be a whole other discussion. I was so blown away by how I got through a lot of my traumas in life was just like ignorance is bliss. I'm like, do, 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 like, what is that? Yeah. And I just like, I mean, I guess at some point it was a weird protective mechanism where I didn't absorb a lot. Um, consciously but definitely unconsciously I absorbed so so much and you don't even realize and people are like walking around sick and inflamed and stagnant and it's like oh my gosh just your environment and even you know the people that feed into that environment and even learning about I don't know too much about astrology but like 
astrology, like geographical astrology. I'm like, wait, no wonder it feels so good in California. And then when I go to this part of Europe, I feel like it's home or in, and of course with mediumship, it's like, oh my God, I definitely had a past life there. And like, Mm -hmm. just whatever. So I'm just going off. But yes, I so deeply resonate with everything you said. Yeah. And I love the piece that you shared about the friendships and the different Mm -hmm. friend groups. And I feel like it is also just there's different energy for different people. And, you know, with what I was sharing about friendships, it's not about just getting rid of everyone in your life. But I think it's really being honest with yourself of who is adding to my life? Who do I feel my best with? Who is really bringing in the energy that feels good to me? I think something I've really learned along my path is the further along in your healing journey you get, the less space you really have for people that drain you and experiences that drain you and things that just don't feel good. I've learned and I love how to sit, like saying no is the best. It's Mm -hmm. so empowering. And I think that's something that you learn along the way is saying no is taking your power back and it's saying yes to you. That's something I always tell my clients. It's you're not saying no to others. You're just saying yes to yourself. And I think that that comes back to the friendships and even environments. And I know all this stuff can be hard and it can be really hard to change your environment. And of course, I come from a place of privilege where I was able to do that. But there are ways for you to make those shifts in small little moments and pockets of even where you start to direct your energy and where you focus on and who you call in. I know when it came to friendships for me, after I kind of, I did the, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like, all right, clean sleep. (laughs) Just like, and that's just how I work and it's fine. But I mean, I didn't get rid of all my friends, obviously. I have a lot of really beautiful friends and, but there was this group of friends that were just not, we weren't vibing anymore and that was okay. And after that though, I felt really lonely for a while because I was like, did I make the wrong decision? You know, I I thought I was trusting my intuition with this, but now I feel like I have no friends and it took time. And through that time, I was healing. I was doing the work. And then I have called in, just like you said, you know, some of my most incredible soul sister friendships that showed me, wow, this is what friendship is meant to be. And so if you're in that kind of in-between space of you're shedding, but you're not quite at the place where you've called in those true friendships that you want, mm. know that they're coming. They're coming in. You know, yes. I just have to keep trusting it. Yes. Oh my God. Do I resonate with that? And I'll never forget this moment. I remember it was a couple of years ago or like three years ago. And it was a friend of a friend who like I became fun friends with. And mm-hmm. she invited me to her birthday party on the beach. And for some reason, I knew I like didn't want to go. But in me, I was like, well, like, I haven't done anything in so long. I would like, I felt this FOMO of like, oh, I need to go do something fun. And then it was so interesting because there was so much like resistance getting there. The traffic in Venice, of course, was crazy. Getting an Uber was wild, but I was like, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go. And I got there and I also was sober. I think it was on like antibiotics or something, but it was so interesting to be in an environment with tons of people where usually, as you can already tell, high energy, I can talk to a rock. Like I love making new friends and I'm like, I don't connect with anyone. And it's so interesting. Like when you're young and you're drinking, you're like, oh yeah, like I can, I can connect with anyone at a party party and like whatever. And it was just so interesting just to feel this, like I am on a different wavelength. And it was just me and a whole crowd of people. And it was the weirdest like out of body experience. But it was also good to it was a really obviously a very good experience and something a former mentor of mine said. And I guess I don't want it to come off like like boastful, but I just I'll just kind of repeat her words and it will make sense. And I think in the context it will. But she was saying, you know, imagine you're in a building and then you're like at the top floor and it took a lot of work for you to get to the top floor. You had to climb those stairs. You had to hook the elevator at some points. Like 
and it feels very lonely. And some people haven't even gotten to the first floor and you just have to accept that. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just, you have done the work and it does feel a little bit lonely, but there are those select few people that are also at that level with you. So yeah, yeah I just thought I would comment that because it is such, it's such an interesting feeling, especially as an intuitive. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is weird (laughs) it is and you're like shouldn't is my intuition guiding me in the right place is this okay you know it's all the doubt all the things and that's a big thing too it's like yeah I'm I'm a medium I do this work but I still have trouble trusting sometimes too I think that's a big stereotype that people think you know oh you're a medium you must just everything's just easy you must just get all the downloads and all the clarity and I just always am like, I'm human. We're just humans. We're all humans. Oh, struggle. God, thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah, <laughs> I, it's like the deeper into my practice I get, I'm like, I know nothing. I literally <laughs> know nothing. And oh my gosh, I would, I would honestly love to get more into that because yeah. I think that sometimes I, I am getting better. I'm not as bad as I used to be. But I used to give myself so much like um, I would just be so ashamed of like, why am I still struggling with this? Like, why don't I get it? Like, why can't I see it? And then there'd be times where I'd have to like ask another like I have one of my best friends is like also a medium. I'm like, um, Kayla, can you like, tap in for a second? I feel like I'm not seeing something. And I used to feel so ashamed because I'm like, why can't I see it? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I mean, I could like go off on that, but I would love to like put that scenario there to like paint a picture. And then maybe you can like, we can just go back and forth on this humanness mm-hmm. and being intuitive because it is, yeah. it is a juicy topic. <laughs> I think especially as you start working in the space, I feel like anytime you start to work in something, it can kind of shift it. You know, thinking about even someone who just loved doing photography and then they start doing it for work. Like it it shifts the energy. And so not just with intuition, but with really anything that you do. And so I think when you are so in the space all day long, all the time for so many other people, sometimes it can be hard to then do that for yourself. And we all need healers. You know, we all need our people. It's funny you say that. Like I do the exact same thing with my mom. And also my fiance, my mom is so intuitive. Anytime, even if my fiance and I are like, I don't know, what should we do? I'm not sure. We'll just, I'll like text my mom, like, mom, what do you think about this? No contacts, just like send it to her. And she's like, oh, I'm getting this. I'm like, great, perfect validation. And so I feel like we all need people in our lives to support us. And there's no shame in feeling confused and wanting to kind of gather information and see what other people pick up. I think, of course, it's so important to go within, but I find that the moments where I'm asking for outside support, I already know the answer. I just need that validation. And so there's no shame in that. There's no judgment in that, you know, and you're nodding. So yeah, you feel the same way too. Oh my God. I truly couldn't agree more because You know, I think what's so interesting about being intuitive and whether you are a medium or just an intuitive human being Mm -hmm. there, like, of course, I don't, I used to be that person who, if I was going through something, I would text like 10 of my friends, but of course I wouldn't feel any better. I was just getting like, oh girl, you're good. I love you. But it like, it wasn't, obviously it's just, they don't know how to help me. Like no one has the answers except myself. But now I'm at a point where, number one, like I want to process it on my own with my guides and I, my angels and I, you know, the squad, Mm -hmm. and then maybe go to a couple other people that I would say would be maybe like expert opinions, not like experts, but like, okay, this friend, you know, is really good at this. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll talk to her about that. And then that friend's really good at talking about this. I'll talk to her about that. But at the end of the day, I feel like we can't we can't always just like walk through life alone, even though we need to pull up our bootstraps and like truly connect with our inner guidance and intuition. But as human beings, we do need assurance. Like we do need just 
even if it's one person, like go you. It yeah. it's at least for me, it's like such a world of a difference. Yeah, me too. I I always tell my fiance Jordan, I'm like, I just I always need to talk things out. Like that's how I process or I that's how I brainstorm. Like I am a talker. I like to talk. It's how I channel. Like I I have to. Yeah. And so, you know, and there's no why would we deem that wrong? You know, why would we deem that bad? It's just the way we work. If you think about, you know, humans, we're we're pack animals. Like we do our best when we feel supported when we're in community and of course you're never alone because you have your guides and you can also communicate with them and ask them so I see life as you know I have so many different teams that I can lean on and of course my strongest team is you know inside me but I also have my spirit team you know I have my family team I have the team of loved ones the team of those trusted friends that I have you know just we all have our teams and I think we're people where it can get a little tricky is valuing other people's opinions over your own. Yes. So that's not what we're talking about, you know? We're not talking about that. We're talking about you probably have the answer inside and you're getting that reassurance, that validation. I mean, I know for me, when I really feel strongly about something, it's nice to be like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, we, we think that's great. Do it. Go for it. I'm like, yeah, I should. Let's all cheer. Let's all do it, you know? And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like when we are ashamed or judge ourselves for that, we just keep ourselves stuck and then we don't move forward. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, and I, I've started doing more of, um, I think you shared it on a TikTok too. It was like, use your body as a pendulum or like yeah. do something. So I know when something is like, a, I do a couple things. Like when I am getting a download and I'm talking about it and I know it's, I'm getting validation. My cheeks get really hot and I'm like, Ooh, yes. <laughs> like Santa Claus. That was yes. <laughs> I get super hot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my cheeks are burning. And then I do, I'm like, I literally am standing. I'm like, okay, should I blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. And it's so great to keep working on that trust muscle as well. And again, even if you need like one other person to be like, yeah, like I'm getting that, that hits, then you're like, all right, I'm good. It's okay. Yeah. I love, I love that you bring up the body pendulum. That's one of my favorite things. And it's my favorite thing to teach other people because intuition can be this like very vast topic that can be really intimidating and scary for people, even though we all have it, even though we all have these abilities. I don't think I can say that enough, but Mm -hmm. for people, it's this game of dropping out of the analytical mind and into the body, into the intuition. And I think one of the easiest ways to do that is by using your body as a pendulum, by tapping into your body, tuning into your body, putting your hands on your heart, holding whatever you know item you want to hold if you're trying to ask a yes or no question, and really start to see how your body reacts. Like Our bodies are this beautiful just encyclopedia of all the answers that we need. And when you can drop into it and trust it and start listening to it, then it becomes even more just easier for you to trust and build that muscle. Intuition is such a muscle. And I think people only turn to it in these huge moments where they're like, okay, intuition, haven't talked to you in a little while, haven't worked with you ever, but let me know if I'm meant to do this huge life-changing thing. And that's just not fair to yourself. It's all those little micro moments throughout your day where you can start leaning into your intuition, start trusting it, start listening to your body so that when you get to this big life-changing moment, you're like, oh, I already know what to do. I already trust myself. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. I love how you put that. And I'm going to piggyback off that because it's so important to take baby steps with your intuition when it comes to trusting it. Because Mm -hmm. you said something so important. People, most of the time, and not that there's anything wrong with it, like, we've all been there where we're like, all right, like a big life change. Let's go show time. And of course you're like, your intuition is like, ah, and then your mind's like, ah, and you can't even, you can't even decipher who's who. It's like not giving yourself the grace of actually understanding. I mean, quite literally, like, I don't know if there's steps, but at least like step one through 20, 
to listen and understand how to work with your intuition. And also, this is something I will never stop preaching about, and we can even get into this, is the importance of being connected and taking care of your body as a medium. Oh my God, like our body is a temple. It is not a meat suit. Like this, this is how spirit communicates with us. It's the only way. So maybe what are some of the ways, um, I know you mentioned earlier how you moved back and you're in, you know, a better environment and you, you know, quite literally shedded so much that you were holding on to. Maybe what are some ways or what was that journey like of getting connected back into your body and how that really helped you connect to spirit even more and maybe even some of your favorite ways to take care of your body? Mm, I love this topic because it's so true. Our body is this beautiful vessel and I think that we think everything is so separate, but it's all just one. And yeah, so for me, I I mean, I grew up as a dancer, so I've always been very in tune with my body and movement. There's just there's something so beautiful to me about moving your body. Like I we went to a concert this summer and my friend Kate was like, I don't think you can listen to music without moving your body. And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, yeah, it's just it's not possible. And so I've always had this very like deep connection to my body. And so that's why it was so painful when you know, for a couple of years in LA, I would look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who is that person? I would look at my body. I had so much body dysmorphia. It's like, I still felt like I was this, you know, dancer with this great body and, you know, whatever. It was fine. But I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And it is interesting to pull it back to our gifts. I found that when we moved and I kind of reacquainted myself with my body, my gifts just skyrocketed. My connection skyrocketed. It's almost as if when we carry all this extra energy or weight or whatever it is on the body, I feel like it just fogs everything up a little bit. And that's a, that's what I experienced. And, you know, of course, weight is such a heavy topic and it fluctuates and there's this really beautiful just way that we can start to love our body no matter what it looks like and what we're going through. But for me, movement is just key. And whether that is dancing or moving or taking, you know, I love taking Pilates classes. I love just moving my body, going on walks. And I do find that the moments where the, or the days where I don't do that, it's like I, I it, you can feel it. And for me, a huge thing that switched is I started to see movement not as a means to lose weight or not as a means to quote unquote fix my body, but as a way to connect, as a way to just feel good as a way to even promote like longevity of my body, my muscles, you know, all of those things. And that switch kind of starting to see, ooh, I'm going to take this Pilates class because it's just going to feel good to move my body instead of I'm trying to lose X amount of weight and I want to, you know, shred and tone and nothing wrong with that. But for me, the mental shift of that, it almost allowed me to just lean in and to find grace in my movement and to not beat myself up and add even more stress to my body, which stress, you know, that that is one of the most difficult energies that we hold in the body. And it can get so stuck, so stagnant. And to make that switch, also cycle syncing was a huge thing for me that I really leaned into. And as an intuitive, I was like, light bulb, hello listening to the intuitive cycles of our body and matching that with our food and our workouts. I used to work out so hard on my period. And I think back to that and I'm like, I just wasn't listening. I wasn't listening at all. And I feel like cycle syncing for me was something that really helped me just start to listen to my body a bit more. Mm, Okay. So many, uh, as you saw, like nods and just so resonate with that. Number one, also, I'm like, Oh, duh. Like I also grew up dancing, which is so <laughs> funny. I don't know. I, I was, I danced from like three to 14 and I just was, you know, I did all, did all of the things, but so I totally resonate with what you're saying with always being connected to the body. And that's interesting. Cause I wouldn't say I'm like athletic, but I am very, very body aware. Like mm-hmm. I'm, 
it's our body intuitive, I guess. Like every time I'd get complimented, like, oh, like you have great form. I'm like, oh, I'm just like doing it. And it just made a lot of sense when my body just broke down a couple of years ago when I, you know, was, you know, as us intuitives go through like a breakthrough or like a breaking point with our health and we need to actually get connected to our soul. And that's, again, whole other podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And I just, I also, that is so funny about the music thing because what also this age, I'm 27 and this age, I swear, is just an age of so much remembrance Mm -hmm. and like, oh, and I know one of the things is I am like one of the clairs I have, I'm like very clear audience. So when I hear music, I'm like, ooh, like, yes, me too. <laughs> like, I literally am not focused on the lyrics. I'm like, ooh, like such a vibe. Like, I like, like live music, I die. I just, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with live music. So I totally resonate. And also, cycle syncing, I just started getting into that as well. And it's like, why, why did we turn our womb space off? Like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? When I started to actually understand what was going on with that, I'm like, wait. And then it's so interesting because when I started doing that, my channeling got like, or abilities to connect with spirit as well, like got a lot stronger. And we just don't realize how often we turn off our bodies and how much we hold in our bodies. And crazy enough, um, one of my best best friends like from childhood she's going through like a whole health situation and she was like she she doesn't really like to get vulnerable and she was finally telling me the other day she's like I am literally coming to grips with every single trauma that's ever happened in my life and I'm like that's why you're so sick Mm -hmm. and it's just unbelievable how we do that to ourselves and it's okay like we've all been there and doesn't mean you're a bad person but gosh the importance of simply like even just putting lotion on your body like in such a loving way and honoring what your legs can do for you and just giving it the gift of moving like just walking and Mm -hmm. listening to it is just so paramount yeah we don't touch our bodies enough that's something that comes up in a lot of my mentorship sessions, some of the ones that I'm working with people for longer. It's like we don't touch our skin, you know? We put all these clothes on, we cover ourselves up, and of course, there's a time and place, but we were born naked, right? We are born naked without anything. And when was the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror naked? and touch your skin and your body and your legs. And of course, I I can even feel the energy of, I don't know, maybe anyone listening to this like, ooh, scary. I don't want to do that, you know? And that's why we should, because we've gotten so far away from how we came into this life. And if we can return to that state where we can just feel connected and good, touch your skin, hold onto your body, look at your body, look at this beautiful, magical temple that you are. Mm. I think even by doing some of those practices, which are so easy, they don't cost you anything. It just takes the courage to do them. It's so impactful to just awakening your own gifts, your intuition, your connection. I find when I'm the most connected to my body and myself, not only do I feel the best, I feel like then you bring this natural glow to your body. You're more connected. Mm. You're able to trust. It's like we turn on all of the good things in our lives that are just natural, but we've gotten so far away from them. It's We all should be intuitives. We all should be practicing in this space. That is our innate being, especially as women. And so by coming back to that and finding that truth again, by just simply like putting, touching your hands on the skin of your arms, your legs, your heart, your back, your body, it's, it's powerful. Oh my gosh. That is, I love that you brought that up because so a while ago, I remember seeing a really cute Instagram post. I don't remember who it was from, but it was from like a really, I think it was like Just Girl Project or something, like a really cute like self-love account. And it was showing how your like 
the different love languages and then like the things within the love languages that you love to do. Like for instance, it clicked so much because I love my skincare routine and I love like body lotion, body oil, doing face yoga and gua sha. I'm like, wait, I love touch. That's a huge self care moment for me. And then quality time. I love to read. I love to be alone. I love to cook for myself. And it's, oh my God. I just love that you said like touching your own skin and just admiring your skin and like just the vessel that we're in. Ah, I am melting. (laughs) I love it too. It's so important. It's funny you bring up like the lotion and everything. I've been really over this past month, I got myself some really nice really high vibe lotion and skincare and all the things. And I'm getting married next year. So I'm like, I am dedicating. Yes. Obviously for longer than just up until the wedding, but I'm like, I want to feel so good in my body. And so I'm starting now. And so I've been, yeah, doing all the things with my body every morning and dry brushing and lotion and just looking at myself without clothes on. And at first I was like, "Mm, like that looks weird like you're human you kind of have to go through the little pinpointing and what's going on is this weird is someone gonna walk in you know but then now I'm like wow I feel so much more confident and it's wild because I feel like my body is even starting to change by just looking at myself and accepting and loving what I look like we don't give ourselves enough credit for the healing that we can do by just our mind, our energy, what we focus on, our intentions, and just speaking that truth out into the world. Mm, Oh my God. Just thank you. Oh my God. This little piece of the conversation, of this conversation, so good and so relevant. And I, the last thing I'd love to start getting into is One of the posts that I also loved and I believe we had like a DM or comment conversation on is, again, the way that you have shared and then created these beautiful mediumship, like intuitive tricks in everyday life. Like, for instance, I still have a drink or two. And for a bit, I actually felt kind of ashamed. I'm like, wait, should I stop? Like, should I not go out? Like, is that bad that I do, but I still feel fine. And I, you know, I have like my, whatever I have my like clean intentions. And when I saw your post, I'm like, Oh my God, thank God. Like it literally was like, Oh, like of course does. So I would love you to maybe explain, like, maybe it's just like the one with alcohol. I also love the way you said you ground your technology, maybe Mm -hmm. any other, like of those beautiful intuitive tips and tricks that, I feel like are kind of breaking this stigma, um, but also allowing us to really recognize like, yeah, obviously we can do that. Like we're intuitive. (laughs) I love that you bring this up and I'm smiling so big because I felt the same way. I used to feel like, oh, I'm spiritual now. I work in this space. Should I, you know, not be drinking? And, you know, I think I had that thought for like a minute and then I don't know what it is about me. I just do what I want to do. I'm not sure where that really comes from. Maybe it's my Leo moon. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't want to play by the rules if they don't feel right to me. And I thought it was so bizarre how no one in the spiritual community talks about alcohol. Like, it's a not it's a thing that people do and i understand there's you know pros and cons i'm not saying yeah everyone let's just go and drown ourselves in alcohol it's not what i'm saying and but i just wanted to share pieces of my journey you know and for me i i used to drink a lot i mean i had a partner that passed away when i was in college right how do you deal with that you deal mm-hmm. with that by partying and so you know i went through my phases of drinking and I never was someone who had a problem with it, but as I started to become more and more spiritual, it just stopped feeling as great. And so, you know, it kind of dwindled away, but I love to have a nice glass of wine. I love a cute cocktail at dinner, you know, and and I Mm -hmm. should be able to have that if that's what I want. And so I have my whole routine that I do whenever I go to have a drink. And one day I was like, I should just share this. I feel like other people would really respond well to it. And I had no idea it was going to go so viral on TikTok. And it made me so happy because I think there's so much shame and I'll get into the tips, but I just feel like 
So many of us carried so much shame around, are we breaking the rules? Are we doing something wrong? Because the spiritual world tells us we shouldn't drink, it's poison and it's bad. Of course, you know, not the best thing for you to do all the time, every single day, you know, but like we each have our own journey and it's fine. And I'm not here to say don't drink or do drink. But for me, I love to set myself up for success. If I am going to have a drink, I will use my tools. This is why we have them. Part of my work is making spirituality practical. I don't think that you should have to sit in an hour-long meditation to, you know, get to where you need to go. I love to teach my students, like, let's use these practical tips so you can use a psychic tool in your everyday life. You know, you're at the DMV and you're picking up people's energy. Use your psychic tools, right? That's how you actually make an impact and change your life is making things practical. So what I love to do, I'll walk you through it. And you can do this on alcohol. You can do this, like you said, on my computer. And essentially all we're doing is we are grounding out the energy. So alcohol, it does open up. This is my experience. It can open up your crown. And the same goes with drugs or kind of anything that takes you out of the body, kind of pulls your control just away from your center point a bit. So I always see that the crown opens up wide, which is okay. It's fine. It is what it is. And so part of that is we want to first kind of ground out any energy that you might pick up from the drink because everything is energy, right? Everything's picking up energy. You don't know what's in that drink, who made it, what's going on. And so what I like to do is I like to envision a grounding cord. So you can just simply envision this grounding cord coming down from your drink, just kind of drop it down. And then I like to pull some golden suns through it. So I love to use golden suns as a cleansing tool. I do this on my body. I do this in my home. I do the same thing with my computer. And that's just kind of pulling out any energy that isn't your own, anything negative. And then I just simply set an intention. You know, this isn't groundbreaking. It's not like I'm teaching anything that's so out there. We do this for ourselves. So why not do it for, you know, the things that we're consuming or the things that we're working with? And so setting the intention, you know, how do you want to feel? What's your intention for drinking this drink? And I think that even if you don't do anything else, just setting an intention before you do anything is so powerful, right? Not even just alcohol. Before you get on a meeting, before you go in the car, you know, before you go travel, whatever it is, I love setting intentions for things because it pulls your energy into, okay, I'm getting on this podcast. What's my intention? To speak clearly, to connect. And so that's what we're doing here. Same goes for drinking. You know, what's my intention for this drink? I want to enjoy myself. I want to have a special drink because it's my birthday and I deserve it, right? So setting Mm -hmm. that intention, putting that positive energy into the drink, and there you go. And I, I, I swear by this, it really shifts my hangovers. I get really bad hangovers. College never did. As I'm an adult, I'm like, okay. How? <laughs> Hello. I could not be out of commission for a whole day. Can't sleep in bed for a whole day. And that's just my body. That's how it reacts. And so when I do this, though, I find that I don't have a hangover. And I shared that. Mm. It was so funny. Of course, some of the articles were like, psychic claims she cures hangovers. And I'm like, mm, no, maybe. No. Maybe. <laughs> It was hilarious. And I'm like, hey, if the tools are getting out there, the tools are getting out there because it's really helpful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I I love that you also said that, too. Like, it's not like it's not this groundbreaking thing. But yet again, it's groundbreaking to know that we could all do this. Yeah. And this is something I always try to say to, like, listeners and clients and everyone is these tools should not be gatekeeped. Mm-hmm. Like we are all brothers and sisters and people on the mission. And we should share this with every single person that is excited to learn and everyone that is willing and needs this work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am. This was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Again, honestly, like taking the time. It really means the world to me. I'm so excited to be connected with you. And where can the people find you? Where can they or how can they work with you? 
first of all, thank you. This has been so much fun. I feel like it was a long time coming too. Yes. I feel like we've been going back and forth and you just have the best energy and it's always <laughs> so nice to just talk with people who get it, you know, and we can yes. have these really beautiful conversations. So yes. thank you so much for having me on. Oh um, you guys can find me at Nicole Maraline. I'm all, all over social media, same handle. Um, and also my website is NicoleMaryline.com. There's so many ways to work with me. I love sharing a lot of free content on social because I don't like to gate- gatekeep. It's not yeah. the vibe. <laughs> yes. I want everyone to have these experiences. And so, um, yeah, you can find a lot of my work on social media. I also have challenges that I do, some courses. I do one-on-one work. And I really just like to provide lot of different ways for people to come into their own healing journey. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so, so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Of course. Oh my goodness, you guys. Thank you so, so much for sitting with us, for driving with us, for listening wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Again, it always means the world to me when I get to just show up here and serve you guys in this way. I absolutely adore Nicole and having the opportunity to learn from her, to share her energy, to be in her energy, to witness her magic, and to simply just share all this beautiful wisdom to you. So if you guys haven't already, Make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen so you never miss out on an episode. Make sure to give Nicole a follow at Nicole Maraline and you'll find all of the beautiful ways to work with her and explore her services. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow on Instagram at the modern medium underscore and on my link tree in my bio. That's where you can find all of the beautiful ways to work with me from private readings to mentorship programs to my soul path sessions and soulful chatterbox. I love you guys so, so much. From the bottom of my heart, I am unbelievably grateful for you and it means the world to me that I get to connect with you in this way and serve you in this way and never ever be shy. Tell me how an episode resonated Tell me, you know, what your favorite part was. I love connecting with my listeners and that has been happening lately and it's just such an absolute joy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you guys next time.